IROC comes back, the SRX shuts down, and NASCAR makes another very half-hearted attempt to fix short track and road course racing heading into 2024. Hello everybody, and welcome back to the Below the Atlanta podcast, presented by Wicked Minis. I have a special promo code for you guys. Right now, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 at Central Standard Time, you can use code BTYL10 to get 10% off your order of Wicked Mix and Wicked Minis when you call them and place your order via the phone. Just call 501-374-2244. Again, that's 501-374-2244. Tell them about the Below the Online podcast, code BTYL10, and receive 10% off your order. This offer expires January 31st. See their whole catalog. Know what you want to order before you call them. Head on over to MoonlightMixes.com. Again, 501-374-2244 to order your Wicked Mix and Wicked Minis today. A lot happened this week in the world of motorsports, in the world of NASCAR. I'm recording this Saturday night, the evening of the Chili Bowl uh, main events. Um, a lot's happened. I haven't covered the Chili Bowl as, as much as maybe I wanted to, but, uh, Kyle Larson had a very well publicized flip, um, didn't make it. And he was actually racing in some short track race out in New Mexico that he previously agreed to race in. So the guy loves racing. That is evident. And, and we all love racing, right? So you can understand our disappointment when on Friday, or sorry, Thursday, the SRX put forth this announcement. And uh, w- what they said, I'm, I'm going to kind of paraphrase this statement. They're postponing the fourth season. They're postponing the 2024 SRX season. Uh, they, they said it's with deep disappointment that we announced the postponement of this season. Uh, market factors that have proven too much to overcome was the reason they listed for um, uh, postponing, canceling, essentially, this season. They say they're thankful for their fans and drivers. They'll update future plans when those plans are available. Now, I, I'm not sure this has as much to do with uh, another story we'll touch on here in a second of IROC potentially making a return. I'm not sure they're linked. Um, the SRX was clearly fading. Dwindling TV ratings this year, and again, that is because they went from cable on CBS, or sorry, uh, network TV on CBS to cable on ESPN. And and cable obviously just doesn't reach as many people as network broadcast television. That's not a surprise to, to anybody. Um, they were trying to get a race in the Middle East, which seems like a desperation move. I, I'm sorry. It's not what the SRX is about. That seems more like a modern-day NASCAR ploy than anything um you know srx is a series that is is built on bringing local short track drivers and and great drivers as well but but champions but uh, local drivers local heroes putting them in equal cars and simply going out and having a, a saturday night short track race thursday night in, in the case of this past season on espn um I really like the SRX. It had been kind of a lull in the NASCAR season. It's more racing, which, you know, we all love that. Uh, you got to see stars of NASCAR, past stars of NASCAR, present stars from NASCAR, future stars of NASCAR, guys from other racing disciplines like uh, Helio Castroneves. Um, it, it was the, the championship didn't really matter, at least not to me. It did seem not, not fishy, 
But it, but it did kind of seem like, okay, how much stock are we going to take in this when Tony Stewart won the championship in year one in his own series? And I'm not saying it's rigged or anything. Tony's a you know three-time cup champ, great driver. But um, that, to me, just kind of told me, okay, nobody's going to take the championship seriously. But, you know, maybe they will take these races individually seriously because that's what made NASCAR before the playoffs. You know, fans didn't watch for the championship, really. Maybe a few did. Um, a good number probably did. People covering it did. The drivers obviously won at the championship, but most casual fans, most fans that just sat down to watch the cup race every week were watching to see who won the race. You know, not the guy who finished seventh who gained in the points. So um, I didn't take much stock in the championship, but I am going to miss having more racing. It's always great to have more racing out there. And, and that's the disappointing thing. Um, I, I'd be shocked, honestly, if, if the SRX ever came back. Um, th that hurts me to say, because it's a good series. The racing product was good. The broadcasts were good. You had Alan Bestwick, you had Matt Yoakum, uh, you had Joey Logano help out in the booth. I think he's pretty good at TV. Um, but it is it's it's not big enough like the brand is is not big enough i don't think to come back and survive kind of the, the xfl the usfl of nascar i mean those two companies had to merge you know those two football leagues had to merge in order to survive so i don't see the srx making a comeback i also don't think this announcement was brought on by iroc the the potential for them to come back cuz that seems SRX is canceling this season, obviously, is, is you know, near future. It is this season. IROC, any comeback they're going to make to be like it was in, in its prime from the 70s to the mid-2000s, um, that would be four or five years down the line. The, you know, what they're looking at to do maybe this year in 2025 is is have a historic event, you know, ha have an event that, that honors the history of the series um it, it's not going to be you know iraq is is not going to return to what it once was in the course of you know six months so uh, i don't think it's brought on at least not directly by this maybe they said this and thought okay five ten years down the line this could be a direct competitor and we could be in an xfl situation where he can't survive by ourselves but uh it, it's it's up you know it's upsetting to see another racing league go you know it, it you know it, i didn't watch the srx every week i said i would i didn't I, I never covered the srx um but but it is always nice to see racing short track racing that's what uh that's what this country is all about. That's what this country's racing history is all about. And, you know, we all love IndyCar, NASCAR, Formula One. Uh, but without short tracks, these drivers wouldn't be there. These big tracks wouldn't be there. NASCAR literally wouldn't be what it is without short tracks. And it's sad to see a series that promoted that grassroots racing uh, identity, that grassroots racing brand, fall to the wayside. That's unfortunate. Um. And we might as well talk about IROC now. So, it, you know, as one series falls, another seems to be waking from the dead. So, Ray Evernham and Rob Kaufman, who I believe was with DEI and Michael Waltrip Racing, um, they uh, have purchased the IROC brand 
iRock Holdings LLC. Uh, so so they, they've acquired the brand. iRock was held from 1973 to 2006. Mark Martin is the all-time leading champion. You had other guys. Uh, Dale Earnhardt, obviously, and a, a ton of great drivers raced in that series. And uh, th- they competed in cars that were stock cars. They were all the same. Uh, these cars you know, were prepared in-house. Uh, th- there was no gamesmanship going on with the race car there probably was but there wasn't any publicized gamesmanship going on with the cars they're all similar it was simply like the srx who's the best driver who's the most talented driver um they want to bring the brand back and again i don't think this directly influenced srx's uh sudden uh cancellation of the season and it was sudden i mean there wasn't a ton pointing to it i thought they were struggling I thought this year could be the last year. I didn't think they canceled the season, though. Uh, and and you bring this in, and yeah, it's kind of fishy, kind of suspicious. But at the same time, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not taking much away from from this. You know, if you see uh, what I'm saying, and um, it's it's interesting to see this move. I never saw IROC race. That they finished up before I got into racing. Um, but Ray Evernham started SRX, kind of left, went away from it, and uh, now revitalizing IROC. He, he is the prime example of you can do anything you, you set your mind to. Um, you know, he broke NASCAR in the 90s with Jeff Gordon, uh, started SRX, started or, or is trying to revive IROC, and their goal this year or next year is uh, to, to, this year, yeah, it, they they're intending to have an IROC racing event in 2024 with historic cars while exploring future opportunities. The company will initially be based in Mooresville, North Carolina. I'm reading that from jayski.com. Um, I love that they're trying to put something on this year. You know, I, I do. Uh, and like I said, this is going to be four or five years down the line. At least that's the timeline I would expect that they're going to see normal you know normal in air quotes irock racing on a on a weekly semi-weekly you know six to eight race basis where there's a championship and and they're going back to these tracks it's going to take time you know i don't know how long the srx was in the works for covid you know covid probably put a halt to it if it was in production before that um but i i see at least two years before irock is back up and running because irock has a lot more prestige than the SRX. This isn't something new you're starting. It's, it's something that had a 33-year history that you're trying to revive and you're trying to get back in the public eye and you're trying to get it back in, in a uh, positive view in the public eye because it kind of turned into Winston Cup light there at the end, there near the end. And uh, it, that kills series. It, it almost killed the Bush series. Uh, it, it's, it's probably a contributing factor into what caused the SRX to go down because almost the whole field was NASCAR Cup drivers, and uh, you know, the the key to making something big is doing something that nobody else does. That goes for the internet. That goes for sports. Um, and you know, you have racing 
But then you have different disciplines of racing, open wheel, okay. You have any car who mixes road courses and short tracks, F1s, all road courses. Well, you, you know, stock car racing, okay. You had the SRX who, you know, just went to short tracks. NASCAR who goes to short tracks, intermediate, super speedways, road courses, um, all sorts of short track racing. Well, you got midgets, you got sprint cars, different disciplines of racing, different types of cars. And um, you got to do something that nobody else is doing. And that's what, you know, I rock in the Bush series. They might've been different in the cars, but when the drivers are all the same, fans can see that on Sundays on the big stage. They don't want to watch that on Saturday. They don't want to watch that on Thursday night. They don't want to watch that on Saturday in, in a non-sanctioned NASCAR event. Uh, Bill France certainly didn't want to see his drivers in a non-sanctioned event. Um, but it's, I, I would love for this to come back. I just don't want it to do I don't want it to die the same way it did. And I'm not going to get to it. We're not even sure if this is going to happen. This might just be a, a, a way to preserve the history of racing, preserve the history of IROC. And if so, I'm all for it. I'm a huge history buff in general, especially when it comes to NASCAR history. Uh, if anybody watched our 46 interview with uh, 46, 46 minute long interview with NASCAR historian Ken Martin, you would know that he and I are, are two peas in a pod. We talked for almost two hours, only 45 made it into that interview. And um, if, if this is truly just uh, something, I don't want to say a ploy because that makes it sound evil, but if it is just a ploy, a non-evil ploy to promote the history of the series, I'm all for it. Now, it, I'm a little wary now, probably with the news of the SRX's sudden departure of this being a series that is, is run anew. If it is a new thing, if it is a continuation, a, a new continuation of the series, I don't know. I'm just not sure that that's going to work. Because if it does, if they do fall into the trap of bringing in all these big NASCAR stars, you might think, oh, that's going to drive viewership up. And it might for the first few weeks. But then you get to that point, you get to that ledge, and fans start falling off the ledge because... They can see that somewhere else. They can see that on NBC or Fox or you know Amazon Prime on Sundays. They're not going to watch that on ESPN2 on Saturdays in a non-sanctioned event. So I would be cautious uh, when you know saying it's definitely coming back, and I'd be cautiously optimistic if I'm Ray Everham and Rod Kaufman and thinking it's going to be brought back to its former glory. So. Last story I wanted to touch on uh, before I uh, don't see y'all uh, for a few days. Trying to get some interviews here now. We'll have another short uh, mini documentary out here soon called Real Men Drive Race Cars. Super excited about that. But um, NASCAR is trying to fix the short tracks. They're trying to fix the road courses. They're trying. They're certainly trying. And... Um, yeah, they're not listening to the drivers. They're not listening to what the drivers are clamoring for. That's going to work out great, right? Um, the, this this won't be imposed at the Clash or Bristol or Dover first race. Phoenix well, uh, is where they're going to have this in place. Um, they're bringing in a simplified diffuser, less strakes. Um, it, it's just, you know. Same amount of horsepower. That's the kicker here. Fans, drivers have been clamoring for more horsepower. The OEMs don't go for it because of insurance purposes. You know, 
not like we were running, you know, 210 just a decade ago. But NASCAR just continues to choke down horsepower. And, you know, the thing is, if they're here's I hate to be cynical. If NASCAR really wanted the racing to be better, and I'm not saying they don't want it to be better. I'm just saying they don't want it to be better to the point where they're willing to upset some people. They're not placing the product first. Yeah, sure, they're trying a little bit, but I mean, there there there's some things, and this is not. I don't I don't blame this on the people that work in the in the vehicle department because it's all coming from the top, right? Um, but if NASCAR really wants to make the racing better on these short tracks, put more horsepower in the car. I'm not saying you got to put a thousand in there or eight hundred. But what do they got in there now? 650, 750? Go 800. Go 850. Go 875. Go 897. It, I don't care. Just put more horsepower in the cars. Eliminate shifting. You, you want to know when the short track racing went bad? When they started shifting. And and here, here's the big thing, okay? I am not one of those fans that declares every race has to be a barn burner. That's not realistic. I would say there are only five or six races a year that us fans classify as classics or barn burners, whatever term you want to use. But there should be at least two to three races every year that are good and on the verge of being considered great at every track. And that's not unrealistic. We've done it before. Look at 2014. I mean, I know it's a bored and tired, you know, we're beating a dead horse, but look at 2014. When these cars had 900 horsepower, they're screaming into these corners. And I know nostalgia and all that, but man, the fans love that. Without fans, you're nothing, NASCAR. I mean, you got to listen to the people that pay your bills, and you got to listen to the drivers that also help pay your bills here. Almost every driver is clamoring for more horsepower. They're not saying, yeah, we want to keep shifting. They're not saying, yeah, we want a simplified diffuser. They're saying, give us more hp give us more horsepower and nascar says oh you want more horsepower no we ain't doing that um i don't know they they want the product to get better but i don't think they want the product to get better badly enough to where they're willing to ruffle some feathers and that's you know i want what's best for the sport if this ultimately ends up being the best thing for the sport in terms of growing fans or whatnot, that's great. In terms of keeping OEMs, keeping money in the sport, that's great. But at the same time, you're not going to gain fans from a snore fest at Martinsville. Martinsville used to be one of my favorite races to look forward to on the schedule. Now I'm nervous every time because I think it's going to be a bad race, and I'm afraid fans are going to be, you know, uh, I'm afraid new fans are going to be like, oh, Martinsville sucks. And we're just going to have to be there like, okay, they've only been watching since 22 or 23 or this year. We can't convince him otherwise. I mean, how hard is it right now to convince somebody that Bristol or Martinsville used to be one of your favorite races? Richmond last year. And hey, all due respect to Richmond, I love the place, nostalgic for it. It was where I went to my first race. But when Richmond is your best short track race, that's not good. Phoenix has always been bad it's never put on a good race jamie mcmurray said it that place hasn't put on a good race since 1987 i, I think 87 was when it opened maybe 88 89 i don't remember somewhere around there it's never put on a great race 
Yeah, but a few good moments. You had that Carl Edwards finish with uh, Kevin Harvick. Um, you know, a few other close finishes, but you haven't had a race at Phoenix that you just sat down and been like, holy cow, that was a good race. You've had that at Martinsville, at Bristol, even Richmond, you know, at times. And um, it's sad that we don't get that. And look, if Richmond was the best short track race because it just put on a great race, that's great. But Richmond was the best short track race because it was the track last year that had the most tire wear. The cars were sliding around and they were, you know, they were slick. You should not be shifting four times a lap at Martinsville. It's just, it's not how you drive Martinsville. They're, look, it's difficult to get every style of car to race well or sorry it's it's hard to get a car to race well on every style of track sorry i can't talk tonight but you should not have an entire especially with, look at the road courses too how poorly they've been um we can talk about stage cautions all you want uh coda last year was a great race until the shenanigans late but i mean watkins Glen, such a great track the race there last year was not good the roval premier destination the first few years and now it's kind of like uh, unless there's some playoff drama there's not much to remember from these races um and you shouldn't have to rely on some underlying storyline to prop up your race and here, here's what i'm going to end this show with i'm not asking every race to be a barn burner but when you have a car that was a designed for road courses and b you know, short track racing being such a big part of NASCAR, its heritage, its roots, its current fan base, they got to be able to race where they're there. It should not be difficult. Here's what I'm ending with. It should not be difficult for NASCAR to put on a good show at 12 races a year. That's two or three from every discipline. You got road courses. You got short tracks, super speedways, intermediates. If you can put on two to three races that are on that in that really good range every year i think the fans are going to be happy you know you're going to have two or three clunkers every year you're going to have two or three instant classics every year and then you're going to have those handful of races that are just good you know solid race but you should not have an entire section of your calendar short tracks and the majority of road courses that are set there and neglected and malnourished for lack of a better word because you refuse to make the changes necessary if nascar made the necessary changes we wouldn't be having this conversation they don't and i understand why i'm not trying to be cynical here and say nascar is completely in the wrong look i understand you got to keep the people that pay your bills happy at the same time you got to keep the people that pay your bills happy that's the fans that's the drivers more horsepower please Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. Like, subscribe, comment, share. Moonlightmixes.com. 501-374-2244 for Wicked Mix and Wicked Minis. Use code BTYL10 to get 10% off. Find us at Below the Line on YouTube and Spotify. All major podcast platforms. Email us below the line podcast at gmail.com. Going to put out a new, uh, not episode. Going to put out a new preview of the blog here soon. Real Men Drive Race Cars coming out later this week. I'll catch you on the flip side. Same old subject from Below the Line here. Goodbye.